Hey everybody, welcome back to Read and Weep. We are the podcast about the worst books, movies, uh, television shows, etc. This week we are watching, lucky us, we've been watching Left Behind the Movie. Uh, I said last week that it was uh, made for TV movie, but it was not. It was just, it, they hoped it would get into theaters, but it wasn't good enough, so it was a straight to video originally. If you'd like to watch along with us, you can go to read-weep.com, click on this episode, and there's a link to buy the DVD through Amazon, which is a bad idea, but it supports us. Or you can click on the YouTube link, which is probably illegal. Hey, joining me today, very special panel. Uh, first, he's a chiseled piece of man flesh whose open-topped shirt and combed black hair are perfectly befitting of his name. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. Calm down, people. Calm down. I'm sure people didn't just walk off the plane. <laughs> Also joining us today, with his pixie hair and his nose ring, he almost looks like a foxy Rachel Ray. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. Hey, I won't be talking to you about Evo, but I will be talking to you about books. (laughs) (laughs) Also, of course, I am your host tonight. I'm a harmless-looking 90s sitcom actor. I make you want to cuddle me and take me home. Uh, My name is Alex. Aww. (laughs) Wait, Alex, did you really have that reaction to seeing Kurt Cameron? Uh, yeah, I was like, this is so far from being a powerful reporter. I was like, oh, I just want to cuddle you and give you a noogie. <laughs> yeah, you know, adding to his childlike appearance is the fact that all of his clothes are two sizes too yeah, big. I noticed that. <laughs> Even his pants. His pants were too big. What are you going to do? It's like, it makes his neck look really skinny and his head look small because his shirt is two sizes too big. I think I know what happened. He only got raptured a little bit, so he just shrank. <laughs> <laughs> Five percent of me just got raptured, guys. Five, I was five percent holy. <laughs> the child in me, his, his inner child, got raptured. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> you looked like such a dork. I, at no point was I like, "Oh man, that guy's gonna only settle for the truth." Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna interview the president and be like, "Hey, dude, how are you?" <laughs> Well, uh, first order of business tonight, as always, is the first half of our compliment sandwich. I believe if uh, my elaborate four-color chart on my wall is accurate, it is my turn to go first. Is that true? Sure. Good. Uh, yeah, I- I'm brown, so I'm next week. Yes, next week is, is your turn. Okay, early on in the movie, during the rapture, all these people disappear while they're driving cars, and so it causes this great amount of car accidents. And Chloe, uh, the foxy Rachel Ray-esque main girl, is driving along, and she's trying to call her mom on her cell phone, and then she looks up and very nearly gets in an accident with a big pileup of cars. And I thought that was a very good message for today's children, that it's dangerous to drive while talking on your cell phone. (laughs) It was dangerous in the year 2000. It's still dangerous now. So cycling through, I think that makes it uh, Chris's turn to go second. Oh, absolutely. Um, So my compliment is that this movie might have given me brain damage. (laughs) 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 Quickly, Chris, tell me how that's not an insult. (laughs) Let me explain. I'm going to tell you it made it a lot more interesting because the only place I think I can start in this movie, like the movie Memento, where dude has brain damage, is the end credits. The end (laughs) credits to this movie are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I don't want to talk any more about this movie before we talk about the end credits. Okay, so, A, 
inconsistent capitalization in the end credits. <laughs> Sometimes things are capitalized, like, you know, best boy. Other times, all capitals. Other times, all lowercase. It's like nobody even checked, all right? Yeah. Second, really, really odd roles. Yes. All right? So there's somebody listed as very attractive baby. <laughs> <laughs> You know who played a very attractive baby? Somebody named Ava Van Heerden. Oh, she must have been a beautiful baby. Yeah, there was no part in that movie where I was like, man, that is an attractive baby. So <laughs> this Van Heerden may not get a call from central casting. But that's fine. There was also somebody called Woman Green Blouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Woman Green Blouse. It's like saying three random nouns. It's like it's like uh, it's like lamp cat beer you know like <laughs> what are you gonna do like <laughs> i like that the woman was just she was naturally green in color and she just hugged another woman the whole time and played her blouse <laughs> woman green blouse yeah she hulk got the role for this one it was great <laughs> yeah exactly the third thing is that there's somebody named carl goodman and there's not even there's he was specially thanked. He didn't even play a role or you know had a tech credit. It was Carl Goodman, parenthetical, who inadvertently vanished during editing. I saw that. So either it's a joke or Carl Goodman got raptured, right? <laughs> and they're kicking themselves because they all got left behind, including the very attractive baby. <laughs> <laughs> and woman green blouse is nothing more than a shirt you know <laughs> so i i just i gotta say you know there's no better place to start than the end for me right now because these credits severely affected my perception of the world uh, um chris i hate to point out one that you actually missed but this is the first one that i caught there was a role that was just this zombie man <laughs> yeah, there was a zombie man. When when was there a zombie in the movie? I don't what you're referring to is not like somebody who's an actual zombie, just somebody who's like walking, kind of sad. And, oh, just vacant looking. Yeah, just vacant looking, and what? they they didn't want to say vacant looking because clearly they got paid by the minute in composing those credits. So. You know what probably happened was uh, it was sort of a reverse rapture, and all the adults disappeared off the set. And so they let the kids had to finish the credits by themselves. <laughs> it's like that production. guy's zombie man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a zombie. Woman green blouse. Oh, this baby is so pretty. <laughs> what does inadvertently disappeared mean anyway? Like, not a magician? Is that all they're pointing out? It was not a trick. You're not a musician, and you didn't bail on us, dude. But, <laughs> like, does that mean he died? Like yeah. that would be like the the worst memorial for somebody ever is uh, inadvertently disappeared on the credits for a straight to DVD Christian movie with twelve percent positive ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> really? Yeah. One out of eight people like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, one out of eight people who would vote on this probably is super religious and thought it was amazing. That's incredible to me. <laughs> All right, as that leaves you, what do you have to say? Okay, so this is a, a, a point for changing my mind. At one point, Buck is about to meet his contact, Dirk Burt. Yeah, Dirk, in the usual place, and you know we see like this sort of like <laughs> shitty, shitty alley, 
and I'm like, I write the usual spot's pretty pretty lame, <laughs> and then um then he goes up a spiral staircase. I cross out lame. I say awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough to sell me on it. <laughs> spiral staircase makes it <laughs> for the win. Spiral staircase. <laughs> That is awesome. There was, I mean, the whole thing was was filmed for like $150, and the sets were awesomely like that. There were some really great sheet. Like he went at one point, he went to see a couple of prostitutes to decode a disc, and they were like they were living like some like at the bottom of a service elevator or something. Yeah, it was pretty Bizarre. bad. Actually, yeah. I think those two prostitutes were, were actually the the artsy friend and the black friend from Read and Weep, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she had like henna on her face. That's how we know she was artsy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for the summary of this, like we like to do with movies frequently, we sent we sent out word that we needed summaries of the movie in 10 words or less. And we got a bunch of responses, and I'm going to read my favorite couple of them to you guys. First off, on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash weep, which now has more Facebook fans than I have Facebook friends. So a major accomplishment. Hey! On that page, we got a, we got a couple of them. So first of all, from Evan, like the book, minus some stuff. Plus Kirk Cameron, 10. <laughs> I love it anytime somebody gets has to waste a word. Um, also from Caitlin, a post-apocalyptic film with no zombies equals no fun. <laughs> uh, from Bill on Facebook, end of the world growing pains, did Boner get raptured? <laughs> uh, from Rachel, incoherent, careless, and dull, but still better than the book. That actually could apply to almost everything we've ever covered. I feel like we should just make that into a plaque and put that above our podcast. <laughs> Can that be yeah, like our motto? <laughs> On our shield or something, our crest? Yeah, that, that's, that would be the read and weep crest. <laughs> also, we got from our uh, Twitter feed, which is at read underscore weep. We got from Seth, Kirk Cameron leaves his boner behind to play with gods. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, well done. Yeah, well done, everybody. Excellent work. But also, here's what I would like to do for the summary: is uh, there, I'm going to play a clip for you guys because there was a, a a moment, and I'm sure you'll recognize it immediately from the movie where I went, "That's exactly what the plot is." You just summarized the plot perfectly. Don't you see? I'm Rosenzweig. The formula. Come see, 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 it's so clear. What is? What is? The attack. The attack. The, the bombers exploding. The flights exploding. You see? You see, it's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all fitting together now. I see it. Because they've been behind this whole thing from the very beginning. The research grants. The, the, the trust funds. And then, and then there's the currency. That's the next step. You see? The, the, the dollar, the, the pound, the yen, the euro. They're going to make it all into one. One. And don't you see, Buck? Don't you see? It's always about the money, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So this, this is exactly what I like if I was trying to describe the plot of this movie to somebody. This is what I would say. Is like there I, there's a there's a thing and some people disappear and like, like there's like, currencies are changing and there's a desert that's blooming like it's Iowa and it's somehow about the money. I don't understand. And this guy is totally evil. That's all I know. This guy's totally evil. Yeah. Uh, I think fans of this book sound like this guy. <laughs> Out of breath and confused. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what happened. Happening. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot I don't of words. know. Some, some. What? What is it? Something about they're all gone. The people, they're gone. <laughs> That's the plot of the movie. There you go. Now you guys know. So uh, now we can just start talking about it. Great. Does anybody have any place they would like to start? 
It being a movie, I want to talk about some of the movie choices they made on their shoestring budget. Sure. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you know, the biggest hurdle they have to deal with is making a world where they're filming, not the apocalypse, look like the apocalypse mm-hmm. on a very, very small budget. So they do a number of things. I have a little list that I made in my notes. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. So first, you see multiple shots of dogs without owners, <laughs> but with leashes. Oh! Because right? people were walking them, but now they're not. Right? Yeah, that was great. That happened in the airport. I was like, wait, hold on a sec. That's a shitty airport. Dogs can't go around <laughs> in there in the first place. They're supposed to be in crates. That's right. That's right. <sighs> okay. I Sorry, since you brought this up, we'll go back to your list a second, but I need, to, I need to say now, now I understand why there were all the dogs. So so yeah. at first I was like the first puppy happened and I was like oh I th- I thought all dogs go to heaven and then oh, and then they showed the next dog and I was like they really want me to know that dogs don't go to heaven <laughs> Megan was in the other room and I was like Megan they really want me to know that animals do not go to heaven and she goes maybe you downloaded the wrong movie maybe this one people disappear and turn into animals <laughs> and I thought what a great movie that would be I wish I was watching that instead man it'd be like Animorphs you remember Animorphs it's, <laughs> it's like Jesus said right it's easier for a, for a camel to fit through the eye of the needle than for that camel to get into heaven <laughs> requires at least more fortitude <laughs> so so also on, on the subject of camels I don't know if you noticed but the in the first scene another shoestring budget thing they obviously didn't go to Israel uh, for the shot of the Israeli desert, and I and I looked it up, and it turns out, according to the IMDb trivia, that it was just a rock quarry near Ontario where they filmed the rest of it. And then they had a quote from the director, and the director was like, "Oh, if you put camels anywhere, people think it's Israel." <laughs> that was it. They like they're like, "We could shoot this. We could shoot this underwater." And if I put in a camel, people would think it was the desert. Oh, it's, this is a piece of cake. Just need some camels. Wow. <laughs> that is the guy that I want to work with if I have a shoestring budget for a movie. Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay, oh, you, 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 we can't afford. To Go into a coffee shop. Fuck it, grab a camel. We'll be fine. Grab <laughs> a camel. <laughs> wait, wait, so Alex, awesome. you're saying that a camel can transform anything into anything you want? I think that's what he was saying. I think maybe this guy talked to a really sleazy camel salesman who sold him a bunch of camels under false. <laughs> I, guys, I blew half the budget on camels. This space odyssey is now going to be. <laughs> oh, space budget, huh? I need a camel. Camel in space. Yeah, they're specially trained space camels. They uh, walk like it's zero gravity. <laughs> camels are awesome. Yeah, really impressive. Anyway, Chris, so those are some things that you can do on a shoestring budget. What else can you do? You see a lot of people just walking very slowly in the streets. You know, it's the rapture because everybody's walking really slowly. <laughs> True. Slowness is like sadness. They're well, similar. I mean, one of the guys was a zombie, so obviously. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you're walking quick, and everybody else is, it's not the rapture. Yeah, I had the note, sad people still take walks. <laughs> <laughs> you also see small piles of garbage everywhere. It's, it's though it's garbage day, but the garbage men never came. Yeah, that's the, just Chicago. That's normal. <laughs> Maybe it was garbage day and the garbage cans were raptured. So there's just <laughs> bags of trash laying on the, on the curb. Yeah, but I mean, it's not large piles. It's just small piles. Small piles. A little bit of garbage. <laughs> well, that answers our poop question, actually, from uh, two episodes ago. Thank you. <laughs> 
Also, you see lawn sprinklers in the streets because that's crazy. <laughs> uh, there was one part at which, right at uh, when, when Chloe, uh, she she comes, she almost you know gets in a car accident. She gets out and there's a wrecked car, and they don't want to actually use a budget to like say there's a water main busted, so they just put a lawn sprinkler in front of a car's tire so that it's spraying upwards <laughs> in a very fine stream. I, <laughs> That's the rapture. It's lawn sprinklers have gone crazy and found their way into the streets. <laughs> the same prop guy who bought all the camels was like, just went to a garage sale and bought five random things and just tossed them up in the air and was like, it's chaos! <laughs> it's the rapture! Yeah. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Here's my sprinkler and a frying pan and there's a hat that says trucker on it. Yeah! <laughs> it's crazy! Wait, Chris, for this last one, I feel like this is pretty much Jeff Foxworthy, so can you just be a... It might be the rapture if... if. <laughs> yeah. It might be the rapture if you see about 400% more man tears per hour <laughs> than previously before. That's actually also a sprinkler that just found a way into the guy's nose. I've never been willing to give up my heart and let myself believe. So something I loved about the tech on this movie was it was it was different from the book, but it was in perfect keeping with the spirit of the book. <laughs> in that there were things that were clearly not advanced at all, and other things that were ridiculously advanced. So, still use really chunky cell phones. There was a kid playing a Game Boy Advance, because Game Boys haven't changed in whatever year this is. But then all of their data is recorded on a quarter-inch wide <laughs> CD that hides in somebody's watch yes. that you can plug into a floppy drive <laughs> if you're a pair of lesbians living at the bottom of, a, of an elevator shaft. <laughs> it looks like it was just a nickel. <laughs> yeah, it was like the size of a nickel, but they put it into like a, a zip drive, if you remember those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, those were the future, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's so silly. It's like, I, I mean, make a decision as to whether or not you're in the future. And if you're in the future, try a little bit, right? <laughs> One of my favorite tech bits was that the Antichrist uh, computer of choice is a uh, black G3 MacBook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody else had a MacBook or an iMac. Sorry, Chloe had an iMac. Maybe this is just me, but uh, I've always assumed Satan would, uh, the Antichrist would really like MacBooks. I mean, I can't say I was a super, I wasn't really super surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, was, I mean, I'm not saying that MacBooks are evil. I'm saying that that would attract, but they are of a certain kind of shininess and closedness that make, I think would attract. Look, I, I, I just figure Satan has enough on his mind. All right. Without having to deal with, you know, Windows Vista. <laughs> yeah. Or right clicking. Yeah, like Windows and ME at the time. Yeah, right. No, oh, fuck no. <laughs> Antichrist is like, I'd love to take over the world, but fucking ME. <laughs> <laughs> it's not compatible with your network. <laughs> hey, Windows 7 was my idea. It was pretty good. <laughs> I wish I could spend $70 on Windows again. <laughs> Boom, my idea. <laughs> I, I want to buy Windows, but I already have Windows. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. My real question about the moment of rapture is... <laughs> wasn't, wasn't anyone looking at anyone else while they were raptured? Because yeah. <laughs> all we had was like, oh, my husband is gone. He was here a second ago. But no one's like, no one's like, 
you know, I'm having a conversation with this person and I saw them disappear. That doesn't happen <laughs> once. And they're like, holy fuck, this guy just disappeared. <laughs> so, so in the book, they did this really, he had this really fun thing that was like the TV channels were showing constant 24 hour just user submitted videos of people where crazy shit was happening when the rapture happened. So it was like a woman giving birth and the baby is half out and then the baby disappears and all kinds of really awesome, crazy shit that could have happened. And in the movie, they just couldn't afford any of it. So everybody was just, they look away and they look back and the person's gone. They couldn't even afford like the, the Star Trek swirling, like glitter effect of like the (laughs) transport, like nothing. Well, God doesn't do glitter, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I was wondering if there was going to be a sound. I was really excited for the movie because I was like, is there going to be like a popping noise? Yeah, like, or boom. like a bing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, just like a microwave. Ding. <laughs> yeah, right. Your salvation is done. Your sal- <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Don't burn your fingers. Hot rapture here. All right. It's time for the long-anticipated return of the Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round! Lightning Bonus Round. Okay, so last episode we talked about how Hattie loves abortions. And um, early on, before everyone gets raptured, there's a baby crying. And so um, on the plane, Hattie grabs two pillows, gives it to the mom... You know that's not to, you know, comfort the baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's to shut that baby up. (laughs) Does baby need to stop breathing? Does baby need to stop breathing? Yeah. Lightning bonus round. (laughs) So in his massive depression, Buck breaks a mirror. And I realize this might be the only time when breaking a mirror would lead to seven years of bad luck. Oh! Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. I was looking at the DVD set on Amazon of this and the two sequels, which... They didn't make all 16? I mean, the movie was terribly reviewed, got an almost no release at all, it was almost straight to DVD, and they made two sequels. That's how, that's how little success you need in this world to get two sequels. But I'm looking at the DVD box set, which only came out in 2005, so fairly recently. And uh, on Amazon, they have a great feature where they show people who looked at this item ultimately went on to buy these other items <laughs> and it'll say something like you know, percentage that bought this percentage bought these other things anyway one percent of people who look at the dvd box set of the three movies uh, left behind trilogy end up buying up on dvd <laughs> and right. then other one percent end up buying the first harry potter movie on dvd which means two percent of people who look at this make way better decisions <laughs> well, should I be dumb or should I do something reasonable? <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Uh, so th- one of the better parts of watching any movie to book thing is just watching how they do visuals. Yeah. The evil people always wear black or gray, and true to life, the churchgoers always wear beige. <laughs> and when Kirk Cameron walks into the church near the end. Not only is he wearing beige, but Chloe is wearing khaki pants, Rayford is wearing a beige jacket, and even the pastor is wearing beige. It's just a khaki overload. And, uh, you know, if you're going to have a war and you don't want the colors to be too strong, you could do worse than uh, gray versus beige. (laughs) It made my eyes want to die. Can I say that? <laughs> if those groups ever get in some sort of like rumble, it'll be like that'll, that'll be a really muted tone tug of war. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tug of war that colorblind people can appreciate. Ah, 
For a muted tone, you guys sure are making a lot of noise when I step on your neck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was like that was like a 1920s Borschfeldt comedian murderer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. <laughs> Another point on Rayford Steele's uh, wardrobe choice. His name tag, uh, instead of saying Rayford or Steele or R. Steele, it says Captain. Because <laughs> they couldn't make up a custom name tag for the movie's budget. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So the idea from the book was that Rayford Steele has fallen out of love with his wife because she's gotten too religious, and so he wants to have an affair. And she was on screen for maybe 15 seconds, but 13 seconds into that, I was like, oh, fuck. I've fallen out of love with her, too. Is it possible for me to cheat on someone I'm not married to? <laughs> I just want to go sleep with anybody else in the world right now. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus <laughs> round. So, uh, whereas the book is uh, oddly oppressive to the Jews, this book is uh, oddly judgmental of the Arabs. <laughs> There's a nice line that um, they kind of slip in where the masterminds uh, are trying to control um, trying to control the world population by, by offering them a lot of food. Yeah, and uh, it's working on everyone except for the Arabs. And the quote is, um, "Their children cry for hunger, but they still choose war. What's wrong with these Arabs?" <laughs> In the Left Behind universe, Arabs they just love the war. It's well, just, <laughs> they're, they're just war addicts. They just can't get enough of it. Lightning bonus round. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. The music in this in this movie. Yes. So for 90% of the movie, it was super dramatic score music, and they used score to make up for the fact that the dialogue and the settings and the scenarios weren't very dramatic. So there's like really high tension, like the longest timpani rolls in history. But then at one point, just at one point they cut to this really cheesy Christian pop rock. <laughs> and Megan in the other room goes, let me guess, this is a they're praying together montage. <laughs> and it totally was. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was, we're going to, we have decided to see Christ and pray together. The montage music. <laughs> Did you notice with those long Timony rolls, they never built to anything? No, like, even was in happening. the beginning when they were just showing what looked like stock footage of Israel, they're yes. like, and sweeping crescendo to another shot from far away of a landmark. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> with a camel in it, right. so you know that it's real. Those opening shots were great. I thought they were just like, it's like a tourism video, except yeah. with this insane score behind it. It was crazy. Did you see that there was actually an Israel unit in the credit of two people, two guys <laughs> with yeah. one camera just being like, yeah, let's go to the market and film a market. Buy some postcards and film them. <laughs> Dramatic market! <laughs> Yikes. Lightning bonus, round. Lightning bonus round. Can we talk a little bit about how bad the accents were? <laughs> because at no point did I ever believe that Nikolai was Romanian. Well, no, because he speaks English like a native. <laughs> Right. Yeah, in the book, he was like the master of languages, and then in the movie, he had this really cheesy accent. Yeah, it was pretty bad, including also the old wandering guy who comes out from behind the shed to tell Kirk Cameron that there will be seven years of tribulation. Yeah. His accent was really bad also. Well, he was speaking in tongues. I don't know if you remember. Oh, he was speaking in tongues. So which means that that voice was being imagined into his head, which means God, in speaking directly to his people 
still uses cheesy accents. <laughs> well, everybody loves a cheesy accent. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit, though, that was that was a really great cameo by by Gandalf the Grey. I was not expecting to see him there. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So uh, at one point, the priest I think says. Everything the Bible predicted is happening. <laughs> I was really hoping that the next sentence was going to be something like, people are getting stoned in the street for committing adultery or operating machines on the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Way to end that lightning bonus round. That was good. Every week, we're going to try to do a little brief detour into our mailbag. So uh, this week, we got a great email from Roger, and Roger wanted to help add a little bit of historical information to our podcast. And he wanted to point out – well, he had two things to point out. First, he wanted to say that um, – and we missed this, I'm sad to say, but he pointed out that during the in the movie version, during the shot of the quote-unquote UN building, all of the flags around it were Canadian provinces – <laughs> how did we miss that? I, 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 I don't. I how mean, did the director miss that? <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, the director was pretty sure that no one would care. Right. But mostly, Roger wrote to say that although he was not Christian, most Christians don't believe this crap either. <laughs> that uh, in order in order to get this particular reading of the rapture that Lehan Jenkins used, you have to you have to grab a bunch of passages from different parts of the Bible and then re- throw them together in a random order and read them that way. That is their quote-unquote common sense view, common reading of the Bible. Whereas if you read the apocalypse as the whole apocalyptic thing as being part of a larger theme of writing at the time and having to do with Rome at the time, that all of that, that's <laughs> that's interpreting, and God doesn't want us to do that. Why can't you just let me off this leash? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks a lot, Roger. Uh, great points. And uh, if you have email for us, questions, comments, criticisms, uh, boring anecdotes, uh, send us an email, podcasts at read-weep.com. In the afterlife, you could be headed for the serious strike. Now you make the scene all day. But tomorrow they'll be held to pay. Hey, uh, final closing credits on the Left Behind series. Yeah. I want to thank the zombie man. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the really attractive baby. <laughs> Mediocre job, everybody. <laughs> yeah, just passable. <laughs> Ezra, what is your first, your last compliment? <laughs> I liked in this opening attack on, on Israel, I liked that they showed the absolute power of this attacking army was by focusing millions of dollars worth of missiles on just two guys <laughs> like that's how much power they have millions of dollars of missiles don't even care two guys we don't even have to hit you we'll just, we'll just fire around you we're that strong in the middle we of just the desert want to rile you we can spend two million dollars on just blowing up this wheat field <laughs> they weren't even going for military targets no no just two guys in the street you you I'm just going to make you run a little bit. That's that's a long-term plan. <laughs> You'll be in better shape, but a little more rattled and prone to heart disease. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, done. All right. Chris, it is your turn. What is your last compliment? My last compliment is that I'm not sure the director meant to, but he endowed everybody who was left behind with superpowers. 
Um, <laughs> he gave them really, really good aim. Yes. So when Rayford throws that book at the mirror that we talked about earlier, yeah. it's from like 15 feet away in a sitting position after crying a lot. His vision is blurry. <laughs> he still manages to hit a mirror the size of like a salad plate from that far away with a book, which is pretty damn good. But further evidence is Bruce Barnes, when he's in the church, he's bouncing like a hollow plastic ball, couldn't weigh more than a few ounces, right? He throws it from maybe 20 feet away, hits dead center, the cross, and the, the big wooden cross falls over because he hits it. So it's incredible. He kicks that cross's ass <laughs> with a tiny little it's like, like a plastic ball. It's like a racquetball. <laughs> you know what it was? It was like the basketball shot from Pleasantville. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what post rapture is like. People just throw stuff, and they, no matter where they throw them, they all hit everything at the exact same time. Yeah, I guess that leaves me. So I always like to find the jokes and talk about them. So uh, my compliment was there's the character of the bush pilot who's willing to try anything, and in the book I I was mad because he was too nice. Yeah, like he was gouging people, but he was only charging about twenty five percent more than normal retail for a flight in this great emergency. And that his character was like, well, I got fired from the air- airlines from trying to be too safe. Yeah. So you, there's no nothing to hate him for. But in the movie, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to hate him. As they're walking to their plane, he tells the worst joke I've ever heard, which is they're walking out to the plane and he goes, hey, did you hear about the two women who were in the kitchen when they got raptured? Yeah, one of them had to stay and do my dishes. <laughs> I still love that they decided, they were like, we just need to make him hateable. What's the fastest way? Make him tell a woman washing dishes a joke. I thought it made him relatable in that he didn't like to do dishes, and no one likes to do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. I mean, I have some dishes I'm not doing right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> surrounded by dishes. Uh, I, I love the idea that uh, we both heard that same joke, and you were like, yeah, he's a person too, he hates dishes. and you know, I, guess, <laughs> I guess I'm boyfriend of the year, but I just I see sexism and i got to say something about it. <laughs> I like the, that's what you're apologizing for. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I'm boyfriend of the year, but I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm just that good of a person. I'm like the pilot from the book. Two guys on a podcast. One of them is awesome. <laughs> Two guys. What? Oh, uh, sorry. And, and one of them is also awesome. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's okay. I, I know that I. I don't. I just assumed you're gonna get raptured, Chris. Is the thing. I mean, right, right. God, God needs deep voice angels. I mean, (laughs) God's a little short on the baritone. (laughs) God doesn't have to rapture you, Chris, because if he needs if he needs phone sex, he'll just call. That'd be a weird call, by the way. (laughs) Say, hey, Chris, Chris, it's God. Can you talk me off? Hey, I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing uh, Mother Teresa's underwear right now. <laughs> Makes me feel like a good person. <laughs> yeah, I'm covered in the sweat of Calcutta natives. <laughs> this got dirty, really, really my fault. I, I can't believe that, that phone sex with God would get dirty. This is <laughs> no, so surprising. I mean, that, I mean that phone sex with God came up in the segment was kind of. A... <laughs> no, that's par. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We are putting to rest the Left Behind series, never to recover it. Never to have it risen again. (laughs) 
I'm rolling a big rock in front of the tomb of this book. <laughs> That'll <Right>. do it. <laughs> <sighs> Man, Catholic school jokes. Hey, so uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here. Next week, big news. Next week, we're going to be reading Dear John, the second of our Nicholas Sparks adventures. We're doing this, of course, in preparation for the fantastic-looking movie coming out February 4th. So, uh... Definitely, if you want, you can go. You can use our Audible link to get a free book. Uh, if you go to audiblepodcast.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E podcast.com, slash read it and weep, all one word, and then sign up for an Audible membership. You get a free 14-day trial. You get a free book for signing up, and you get to keep that book even if you cancel in the 14-day trial. So also, it really helps us, so we appreciate if you would do that for us. But you can download this book, listen to Dear John. We will be listening to it and crying, and you'll have kindred spirits somewhere in the world. So check that out. We'll be doing the first half next week of that book, so be prepared. Ez and Chris, thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, always. It's been excellent. All right, take care. Talk to you guys later. Wow, I like that one. That's a long one. Still going? No, no, it's done. <laughs>